0: This is the DLR cast, the essential podcast for fans of Diamond David Lee Roth. All right, folks, once again, welcome to the DLR cast, the only podcast by and for fans of the mighty Diamond One, David Lee Roth recording. You might not be hearing this on Labor Day, but we're recording on Labor Day. And it's never a labor when I'm talking to my good friend and partner in crime here, Darren Powchowitz on the DLR
1: cast. How are you doing, sir? non damn stop i man that last episode we said yeah and and we don't know dave might put out a new thing in 24 hours and he did again which is the second time that happened so <laughs> yeah um i i think that there's more than meets the eye on that one but that happened and then about yeah, 48 hours later we see wolfgang in top form so it goes from being a Steve, do we have enough content for an episode to a, damn it, Steve, oh, too much. Yeah, and I guess let's start with Dave's
0: song. Dave uh, posted another song, not a new original David Lee Ross song, but a re-recorded version of Panama with his current band. And where this gets super interesting is that uh, the official announcement from Dave Central, the Mojo Dojo, saying that it was one of 14 songs recorded in two hours in May of 2022. So, a couple things we saw right when this posted: all the guys in the band, and you can uh, Alastair and I'm and I'm uh, just
1: bassist Francis Valentino.
0: Thank you. There you go. On on uh, bass and gu- on guitar, bass uh, drums and bass respectively. Yeah and so we saw those guys posting on instagram so that about right when the song came out that that's them on it basically and that it was yeah. fun to do or whatever so okay well there's some blessing right there and those posts weren't taken down and right. then later on we see the official announcement from dave hq the mojo dojo like i just mentioned saying it was a bunch of of tracks every record so it was all van halen songs apparently yes. apparently which gives me some puzzlement right there but I've long lamented here for why about Dave, you know, basically uh, forgetting the bulk of his solo material for the bulk of his solo career and or not paying any sort of you know mind or tribute to it for the most part. Yeah, uh, but the fact that it was recorded, I guess first off, what do you think of it? I think Dave sounds really good. I'm not gonna quibble over the mix and the drums and all that. I think Al Estrada is absolutely smoking. And yeah. overall, I mean, I don't understand necessarily why this happened. You, I know you have some uh, I theories.
1: Do. I do. But um,
0: overall, I dig it. And I think Dave sounds really good considering we've all been speculating for the last six months that he's got health problems and we're never gonna hear him sing again. And we've all, of course, we've also been wondering, and this falls in this timeline, what he was doing down in Mexico where we think there was a private
1: show done. There was definitely a private show done in late May. And these were sessions that were done in May in Dave's, I've worked to, to confirm a lot of details on this. Like, it was posted Thursday night, pretty late night. And my source just texted me at night and goes, here you go. And I went, oh, what? Wait, what? And I realized, oh, do you remember back in May when some of the people in Dave's band did Instagram stories that disappeared really quickly with their gear endorsements in it?
0: Yes, even quicker than, than Instagram stories normally does it within 24 hours.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that was this. And at the time I was told that these were just reference. I'm doing air quotes for, for those who are just hearing this air quote reference material. And that's what that is. What I've since been told is he wanted to record the Vegas set that this band planned on doing. So this was the lineup that was going to do the Vegas residency and the show in Vegas was supposed to be just pretty much early Van Halen. It's debatable if they were going to do just a gigolo and just like Paradise, because wasn't the first what was the Sammy Dave tour in 2002? Didn't he skip just like Paradise and just a gigolo? It was just pretty much the first two albums of Van Halen with a couple other hits
0: pretty much with Jump in Panama. And I I think there was, I remember being disappointed over the lack of DLR solo music, but there was at least, I'm pretty sure if he didn't do just a gigolo, God, what else did he do? Did he he do Yankee Rose?
1: On that tour. But this, people have told me that this tour was just going to be a, hey, this is classic Van Halen. That's what the Vegas residency was going to be. And so I believe due to reliable people that, that is what they tracked in the studio but i you know but before i get your feedback on it two things uh dave said hey we did 14 songs in two hours i verified that that is correct based on my dlr band album conspiracy theories about oh we tracked it in 10 days really with three different guitars really 10 days dave okay we believe you that part is true, but I have heard from a listener or two on this that maybe the vocals were fixed um, in post. I'll put it to you that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, you do a couple punch-ins, you do, you know, you do a couple uh, fixes here and there. I mean, nobody's perfect, and that's why you go in the studio. It's not live, right? I mean, if you, if you go back in and fix what may be some obvious mistakes or what may be bugging you. Maybe you stumbled over a word right. or two. doesn't matter who you are. Everybody does <laughs> that and probably should do that unless you just go, fuck it. We're just going to put this all out as live in Japan.
1: It, it, live from the it, live
0: from the Tokyo Dome.
1: Exactly. Except that Dave's statement about this was that there was no overdubs and no tracks. Right, right. So, <laughs> right. And, and it, that it's live. And so I take issue with that. When you're going to... When you're going to claim that something's live And it's not live fully I believe that the the trio backing Dave Al, Ryan, and Francis Who were solid as ever Who had to do their blocks The 75 right. commercials that Dave was not at Clearly they're all very well rehearsed We know this well rehearsed as well rehearsed can be But, you know, I think he sounds great I think it sounds awesome The tones are off I know that some of the people involved in it Their feedback on the tones and the sounds in the mix was not approved by Dave. What do you
0: mean, like the guitar tone and the overall vibe?
1: Those are not the drum, guitar, and mix sounds that the band members necessarily wanted to hear. So this was a a Dave joint.
0: Interesting. I just uh well now a, a couple things uh i'm disappointed to know that what would have been the would have been the vegas residency would have been primarily all the first two basically all van halen dave solo free right with the exception of maybe i would bet you well who knows what it could have been but i've always for one just the fact been disappointed with the fact that he's forsaken so much of basically most of his solo career Yeah, and I've said before that if I think it would have been amazing given how the way his tastes run if you did a solo show That was part Mambo Slammers part Van Halen cover part yeah. I mean just really backup singers do all this stuff that that he's only touched on a lot of times in his solo career And so I've recorded as far as solo albums uh, but it's just that again as usual you have to ask the timing of it. Why now? Why all of a sudden now? Uh, why was it recorded in May? It's. Does this have anything to do with that Mexico concert? I'm assuming those were the guys who went down to play this Mexico
1: Perfect. concert. That is the same band that went down to Mexico to Cabo at a resort.
0: Is it? I, I, obviously, we know Dave loves to record virtually everything, but it's just. I guess what the game plan is for posterity obviously but then also just to release panama will there be any other songs you've kind of had this run of releasing what five songs from the john five sessions and all of a sudden to throw this out here on a random what was it thursday
1: well i think i figured out why but that's gonna that's gonna step on you talking about wolfgang and the foo fighters show.
0: okay well this is my conspiracy theory and you and let it be known that we have not spoken about this since Correct. the last time we were off mike my thought is i'm wondering if this was sort of just some sort of weird i guess for lack of a better word ridiculous or immature way to steal a little thunder from from the fact that wolfgang was going up and doing in london in wembley stadium at the taylor hawkins uh song uh taylor hawkins tribute concert doing on fire and hot for teacher which first off, let me just put a full throated Mia culpa here on my part because I yeah. said loudly on many occasions that you will never hear Wolfgang do a Van Halen song in concert, and I have a Mia culpa there because we heard him do two of them and heard him do it flawlessly.
1: Flawlessly,
0: yeah. I just he sounded incredible. I mean, it, it just it, genetics, I don't care, talent, pure talent. That was just amazing, and so I did not qualify my my stance that well. Maybe for a tribute concert, you'll never hear him. I still don't think you'll ever hear him do a Van Halen sh- show in a song in any mammoth shows. But yes, I uh, I, I I was wrong. I was I was a hundred percent wrong as far as him ever doing a Van Halen song live fully. But so I'm wondering if that had anything to do with it, which sounds yes. which is kind of ridiculous. I why yeah. even bother doing why if that's your reason it just strikes me as just one of those cringe sort of ah oh, what what's the point of that moment
1: Well, if, if i can get conspiracy theory on it and again wolfgang was incredible justin hawkins from the darkness who's been a favorite of mine for a long time i
0: love the darkness
1: a lot i of love darkness. him he's hilarious oh his youtube series is fantastic and he has a great video where he defends david lee roth's vegas residency from probably nine months or so ago, that's great. You could tell he is a fan of music and a lot of the bands that we like. But I was thinking about this. Okay, you also a music industry veteran of sorts here. So, Steve, when a television show is going to be broadcast globally, do they have to clear the music rights on what is going to be played? I'm a.
0: I'm assuming yes. I mean,
1: yes. Yeah, the, you did.
0: Oh, 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 for broadcast. I'm saying a live, for,
1: straight up live. For, yeah, for broadcast. Absolutely. Okay. Did they just decide that the Taylor Hawkins concert was going to be broadcast that day? Or is that pre-planned through Paramount having U.S. or at least North American broadcast rights <laughs> that it was going to be broadcast on that and CBS was going to broadcast a one hour special? Oh, this is probably inked three months ago, for goodness sakes, at least. Okay, so something like that happens. You have to clear the publishing on every single song. Did the Wolfgang version of Hot for T-Shirt get shown on the CBS one-hour broadcast?
0: Uh, I did not see the CBS one-hour broadcast. I'm assuming it. it,
1: it, it did. It did. Yes. Yes. Mr. David Lee Roth was aware that they were clearing the music rights for Van Halen songs. So... I'm going to go there on that one. Now, David Lee Roth, in terms of all the new recordings he's put up over the last two and a half years, wouldn't just go on YouTube. They would also go on Spotify, all the di- Apple, all the digital. Right, all the DS- digital Alice, sure. Panama is not on Spotify and Apple and all that. The last time I checked, it's just on YouTube. Why is that? Because usually it's a 24-hour window or so for the thing to come up. This was a preemptive strike by Dave to go, hey, I I can still do this. That is my take on it. You don't have to fully agree on that. Otherwise, how do you justify he recorded it in May and then it just goes up September uh, 1st, I think, on a Thursday night at 9 o'clock at night on YouTube?
0: I got to tell you, the, that was the first thing I thought of was the timing of this where it comes about right on top of the tribute concert. And I just, I just don't, you're right. It's not, it's, it's from what I could tell, it's still not, it's not on Spotify anywhere. And I bet you don't see it anywhere ever see it on there or any of the other services. Um, if that's, if that's the case, that was the first thing I wondered And if that's the case, it's just it kind of bums
1: me out. But wait, there's more,
0: <laughs> but wait, there's more.
1: Not, not ruining anyone's day here, but our friends at Van Halen News Desk were the ones who basically broke all the story details on this. Because when you want to get the story on what happened with Dave, you reach out to his handler, Jerry Leonard, his accountant and his manager, who is in the background of that Mexico City video where he's being accosted by the paparazzi at LAX. Right. You see Jerry in the background there. Aha. Uh, yeah, and Jerry is a she. Um, somebody once identified Jerry as a he. Jerry is a she. Um, when you want the comment, you go to Jerry. Jerry goes to Dave. Dave gives you something, and then Jerry massages it towards the presentable way. Van Halen desk had to go to Jerry on this, and I'm going to say it was about 18 hours before van halen news had this posted meaning they didn't have a prepared statement this was not a well thought in advance release this is a oh crap oh, D- dave what do we got <laughs> scenario
0: man the this is the stuff that drives me crazy i gotta tell you because it's just it's it's so again i bring up what's the point why I can't believe you're at 68 years old, 69 years old. That's your motivation for doing something something like this, considering the reason why Wolfgang was doing that to begin with. You get what I'm saying? Why would you ever? It just strikes me if that's the reason and I don't want to believe it is. Or or maybe, maybe if there's some sort of, maybe it's not so much of a show me, maybe it's, well, it's still kind of the same thing. It's like, well, there's going to be all this search engine traffic for Van Halen. How yep. do I take advantage of it?
1: Well, let's piggyback on it. Do you remember the coincidence that the Eddie Van Halen Rolling Stone story was predated about two days by Deep Throat Dave on the Unchained podcast? Uh, That was not a coincidence, was it? No. So when we hear that David Lee Roth is well calculated in all of his moves, (laughs) now do you get how it's not just conspiracy theories? It's not just coincidences. It's there's serious chess being played. On I was
0: just going to say, what's that analogy? You know, some people are playing checkers. He's is chess. Yeah. It's two moves ahead. It's two. It's usually two or three confusing sideways moves that just only make sense to maybe the people who are deciding those moves. I think.
1: Yeah. He's not playing checkers. He's playing chess and wow. It, I, unless I'm wrong. Hey, Dave, prove me wrong. Make a public statement that says that I slash we are wrong. Sue Steve for libel, not me, by the way.
0: <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> you can have my mic. I,
1: I look at all this. I've I've asked my inside sources. Like, so remember my my crazy disco Dave theory that he has the sideband that just does the covers? And that might be partially true. They said that he has in the past couple of years done original material it's just he doesn't finish it per se everything that dave seems to have done in the last five to ten years is you know what i feel like doing right now and he does it and he pays everybody and then he kind of sits on it so he is not retired that one i am entirely no
0: there's retired is uh, him not doing anything him not being creative have some sort of odd you know odd or not so odd outlet Sorry, that guy will be active until the day he can't no longer be active. Uh, I guess the positives to this is I'm glad he's still singing. Yeah. For a guy with, quote, unquote, all these health problems that are bandied about and rumored about, he sure looked great at LAX. He sure sounds yeah. good in this. You can't do those kind of vocals from a freaking wheelchair. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, the fact that doing all that in two hours, if, if that's the case, let's say he did a few overdubs, but if he's singing – and that's straight to tape for the most part. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of work, 14 hours worth of singing there. And I know if you get into the comments and I'm not much of a musician to say, Oh, his pitch is all over the place, whatever. I'm not sure if they tuned down a half step or whatever it is. And maybe someone can tweet at us and tell us, let's get into the some more musician things. I think the drum, the drum sound aside, which just sounds kind of flat and just, it 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 the performance is excellent for the, the rest performances are excellent. The mix is garbage. The mix, yeah. Well, but it's that's the weird thing also. If you're gonna do this, okay, yeah. and you have the money to do it, and it was recorded in May, you certainly had the time to mix it properly before you put it out, assuming, right? Why wouldn't you? Um the fact that that this was not decided on a Wednesday to put this out on a Thursday yeah right means it was some pre-planning so it's like okay well if we're only going to put it out on youtube i'm not exactly sure i mean because of publishing i'm well there's some sort of publishing involved with, with youtube why can he put it out on youtube and not i'd love to have somebody who's really well versed and it's always been somewhat confusing to me really well versed on as far as royalties and mechanical royalties publishing all that stuff sync rights all that sort of thing I, I give us a
1: lot of that stuff i'm i'm not I'd say I'm state-of-the-art 2015 or 2016 on <laughs> all that. And a lot has changed in terms of blanket deals. The Van Halen publishing catalog used to be a four-way split, depending on whether it was Roth or Hagar before they froze out Michael Anthony under Warner Chapel. And then one by one, I think Eddie went to a startup publishing company and then maybe he came back and forth and did split catalogs. There's complex math going on, but the, dealings that i've had with youtube are a lot of it is pre-cleared when you have outside writers that's when it gets a little murky or they say well we're warner chapel for the world except europe then it gets a little murky but well, what then, I, it's not like that what i'm
0: worried about is if you have the rights to put it to release something on youtube why can't you do it at, at spotify or amazon oh, unless maybe because he, he didn't want
1: to it's it's that it does not immediately go up. If you're using something like TuneCore or DistroKid, if I've gone way too into the weeds of that. Do you know what <laughs> I'm talking about? Or should yeah, I?
0: yeah, yeah, I know, yeah.
1: Well, for for those less familiar, um those those services, you basically upload your music through them. It's a it's a portal subscription-based thing, and then within 24-48 yeah. hours it goes up onto Apple, Spotify, et cetera. You choose the territories. Yeah, it's a a distribution platform. And if you're not on a major label, you're probably using one of those services or the Orchard, one of those to do it. I would believe that, while was that? Two exclamation points, records, even though, as we talked about, the trademark on what was that has expired, but it still is whatever that is. Dave's got some paperwork problems. That's the nicest way I could put it.
0: Well, there's in the sh- in the notes to the video on YouTube, there's nothing there. Nothing says, what was that? No copyright date. Nothing that it just is. Yeah. It just has his social media handles and website address. That's it.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's sloppy. It's um, how do I if you were worth what David Lee Roth was worth. You'd probably go, this is my lawyer. They handle all the legal stuff. This is my accountant. They do all the accountant stuff. This is, <laughs> this is my butcher. They handle all of my meat. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, he doesn't operate like that. There's a few different lawyers at, at hand. There might be more than one accountant besides his accountant manager. Either that or he's just been firing people every two, three years. Now, because he has a split catalog... He's not able to do everything under one umbrella. Whereas somebody like David Bowie, he would have a reversion deal and he would be like, I'm leaving Warner Brothers. I'm taking this with me. Now everything forward is with Sony. So everything's in one place, everything gets done at the same time. Well, Dave has the Van Halen stuff. Then he has the solo stuff initially, which is Warner Brothers. Then he leaves Sony. I'm sorry. Then he leaves Warner Brothers and some of it is with him. Then he goes back to Van Halen a, a tiny bit, and some of that is Warner Brothers, and some of that's Interscope. So in other words, he doesn't have one way of clicking one button and everything gets done with the same template. I, that's a really long-winded way to say eh, he's complex.
0: <laughs> well, what you know what? I was thinking about this early this morning, as a matter of fact, as a new Ozzy Osbourne track dropped from his forthcoming album, yeah. a song called Nothing Feels Right. Kind of a ballady sort of song, but heavy with Zach Wild, and I yeah. love it. I love everything I've heard from this new Ozzy record, which I can't say the same from the last Ozzy record because he did. A, there was a song with Post Malone, which <laughs> probably is. That's all I need to say there. And yeah. I love Ozzy's later period solo stuff. I mean, there's people who say, well, he hasn't really done much since. I don't like any album since No More Tears, whatever, and he went back to Black Sabbath. All stuff. He's had some great guitar players and some yeah. really killer stuff, and so. You know, he's for the last four months or so. There's been a series of videos leading up to. I think the album actually comes out next week or this coming week. I believe this yeah, Friday. It's
1: part of uh, NFL Super Bowl. I'm sorry, some NFL Rams game pre show, post show. Yeah, thing. I mean, it, it's listen, it, it's Ozzy, it's Sharon Osbourne. The yeah. marketing
0: is going to be great. They know how to reach those fans. Yeah, uh, and it gets it gets us talking to other people talking, and, and and but I I think about this a lot and I wish there was some sort of discipline and some sort of way to corral, almost from an A&R standpoint, Dave's releases. And I wish it was me. (laughs) What I'm getting at is the way these songs have dribbled out with no details or nothing. I mean, when you want, clearly you want people to hear this stuff, all right? So that's why you put it out there. But if you want as many people as possible to hear this stuff, you have to do a bit more than just throw it out there and then that's it. Do you and get what I'm saying? That's it. There's... And I wish there was some sort of strategy, the new music, like for instance, I don't know, let's point everything into say, pick a month and say, this month we're gonna put out each week, these five cover songs. That we know are out there, right? We're gonna do uh, the uh, bake We're gonna do the version of Baker Street, and you gear all that up, and you and you you get all the publishing straight, and you get all the rights ready, and you have everything mixed and mastered, and you look on the calendar, and you go six months from now, this is what we're doing, and you have somebody that can corral all this shit and put yeah. it together. And I'm not saying that's to be a physical release, and 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 but what you do something cool where it's like, you know what, Dave, I, you know do some artwork specific for each of these things. I mean, you can make some you can make some good coin, I think. Let's put some CDs together or something in his garage, 45 singles, I don't fucking know. But <laughs> what I'm saying is even from a digital online standpoint, some sort of strategy to corral it to put it out there and go, all right, now's the time. Over the next year, let's put out these songs that finally that we did with with John 5. Let's what's our strategy? Or what do we do with this thing? What's the order? What songs we want to put in? Do we want to do you know, a couple videos for it? That sort of thing. Instead, we get Panama with some old photo that we first saw on Crazy from the Heat or whatever in the book. And you go, huh? And sure, it gets us talking, but no one's going to talk about it in a week from now. And then you don't know what the hell's going to come up next. I don't
1: think anybody is talking about it. And I say that because, hey, dumbass, you released a single Labor Day weekend. Who? Is looking for new music Labor Day weekend. Where are they doing radio ads? Labor Day weekend. You picked- who's Listen, who's listening to radio anymore? <laughs> yeah, terrestrial every radio station is doing like our Labor Day rock countdown weekend. But, but that you know what? But the still, but still, I mean, look, Ozzy put out a song today.
0: I mean, you don't have to go. I mean, it's it, that but it's been there's been 3 months worth of build up to this new album. First it was a track with Jeff Beck, then there's a song with Tony Iommi and and so it's you've known about this. There's been some advance and I I don't I don't, haven't dug deep to look at the statistics but it came out September 1st it's on YouTube it's got 81,000 views. So it's not even in six figures yet. Um oh. and and the, but I guess it's a partial victory, the fact that there was some sort of announcement from Dave's camp saying this is where it came from. So I guess well, let's just be
1: happy. I guess let's just be happy with that for now. There's only an announcement because the Van Halen News Desk people reached out and they did not get an answer in five minutes. I'm, I i hope I'm not pulling the curtain back right away. They And they did not post the full statement of what they got. That was edited down, too. I I would be I hope that Jeff from Van Halen News Desk one day can be like, okay, guys, this is what it's really like. And this is the stuff I had to edit out (laughs) to what you're seeing, because it's not like they just said, here, here you go. Everybody's kind of editing for Dave. And you wonder, like, how such a smart guy can make the worst decisions over and over and over again. Nice. Here's why I say that. David Lee Roth was state of the art in the eighties. He was state of the art at different points in the nineties. Like he put out a single through his website in 1997, an internet single in 1997. So you either had the smartest people working for him or he was just forward thinking beyond belief. Into the two thousands, he still did a lot of innovative stuff. I would say his radio show with K-Rock, his ill-fated radio show, was like podcasting before podcasting in a way. He always took chances. And then the last, like, nine years, it's been like, so he's doing not only the opposite of what he's been doing, uh, supposed to be doing, but, like, why? Let's not uh, forget, this
0: is an organization that lost the DavidLeeRoth.com domain name for a number of years.
1: Yeah, I, one, one of the things I have to figure out if we can still use it for, for this podcast, but is how he didn't have David Lee Roth on Instagram and they had to buy that from Ronnie from the band The Muffs because he's such a big Van Halen fan. He claimed at David Lee Roth. So if you go back to a certain point, I think the first post on David Lee Roth Instagram, the comments are like, where's Ronnie? Where's Ronnie? Where's Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I, listen, we... I feel like
0: we're 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 bitching too much and, and and dissing too much and and but again we as we say we're fans we're not fanboys and as fans and we see certainly we see this you see this all the time with kiss fans of which I'm yeah. one of them yeah. and you see that with with hardcore fans these things it's not about it's not about protecting the status quo it's just I think it's more about just the frustration of what could be what and and why it isn't do you know, I mean, I think that's yes. why it puzzles so many fans, and there's plenty of reasons why. Listen, for all the people who are still upset about the fact that there's no Van Halen tribute, well, you know what that rise above all the bullshit rumor mills and everything else, and whoever is in it or not in it, you know what has stuck out to me the most, is when Michael said, and it was almost, he didn't even go into that much detail, but in one of the interviews, Michael said, Alex has been grieving a lot. You know what? I bet that was possibly the biggest holdup. For all we know, it could have got into details and Alex got a little bit into it and went, you know what? This is too fucking hard for me. Hard on me right now. I can't do this right now. I can't. I don't want to play with anybody else. But Eddie and I, I, I just this is just you don't know. And you know what? That's fine if it is. I mean, the fact that everybody all went to and again, Wolfgang, I think, maybe fed into this a little bit. But I think there was there's so much we don't know. And it's not always all Dave's fault. Haven't said all that. There's a lot of things that can be done a lot better when it comes from st- strictly Dave organizationally. As well. But it also falls from the fact that for years, I mean, VanHalen.com and the Van Halen camp of the label was the last place you went for yes. news about stuff or what was going on with the van. Is there a new album coming out? Or is this even, even as, when, I mean, I look back on it and the fact that they did they did a lot of press and a lot of advanced stuff and a lot of marketing around those records with Sammy. And then also with with Van Halen 3. Right. They did TV appearance. They did things. And then, of course, I understand why that I understand. And I think it was really smart when Irving Azoff came over and the reunion tour happened because, you know what? There was so much mystery involved with it. And the fact that between that and different kind of truth, that there was a virtual lockdown on press and stuff, it actually worked to that advantage, I think. But now we're way beyond that.
1: Now we're way beyond that. And, and to clarify that I'm not all negative all the time. You no, you're not. Kiss. Not at all. What's you that? Kiss. And with Kiss... There's, it's easy to get on Kiss's case because, uh the lip-syncing rumors, oh, the way that Gene and Paul handle Tommy and Eric. Those are negative things that you can think about, Kiss. But at the same time, Kiss just announced a Creatures of the Night deluxe box set that's really cool they've been, yeah, I've been
0: following that for a while i think one of the guys on three sides of a coin is involved in putting that together in that podcast and i mean i
1: yeah. just saw a
0: big photo of it an announcement for it and it just looks amazing there's it does it and really it, does
1: we've been getting some interesting soundboard live yes shows, they've been
0: yes here's the deal you know what it's about it's about taking active care and proactive care and forward yeah. thinking about the legacy and what you're putting out in front of consumers yeah. So and what you're or what you're giving to fans. Sure. It's going to make money. And that's probably that's that's one A as far it's as good. the things that you want to accomplish. But yeah. the, right with that is putting out something that's quality yeah. that isn't going to diminish. That is something that fans want. I mean, if they were to put out yet another greatest hits kiss, you go, really? Now we're going to do an end of the road. Greatest hits album. Yeah. What this is, you wanted the best part for whatever it was, they've milked that to death. The fact that they're putting out these soundboard recordings of these things is so freaking cool. And now this Creatures of the Night box set, I'm hoping someone does an Asylum box set. Nobody will, but I can dream.
1: <laughs> I think eventually that'll happen. And we did see some Guns N' Roses box set stuff happen, stuff that we had not heard from the Appetite for, for uh, Destruction era of the band. Def Leppard has not stopped putting out stuff. Motley Crue has the, the smallest recorded output for any legendary band in my opinion. Like Joy Division and, and Motley Crue are about the same uh, level and the difference is Joy Division was around three years. Um, and they were- As far pretty, as the amount of music? It, pretty much. Uh, Joy Division had like two albums and a couple of singles, yet they found like, okay, well, it's the deluxe extreme edition. Okay, it's the widescreen deluxe edition. Molly Crew does not have a lot of outtakes, does not have a lot of soundboards, but they've still found ways to keep it interesting with merchandising and tributes. And has Van Halen ever had an official tribute album? I don't think so.
0: No. And frankly, I would hope that they never do that but as far as doing more with the my ass do you remember that album
1: kiss my ass yes and i haven't listened
0: to it in 20 years but i suppose but it could have been it could have been a bit it left a few things to be desired i mean there was some obvious ones garth brooks doing hard luck woman i get that um but but no but for its time it was a perfect marketing move because that was at a point where those bands went from that was at a point where what was that mid 90s Yes. 94. Right. So at that point, you, yeah. there was a little bit of distance and all those people that were getting big in the 90s, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, all these guys, they were saying two, maybe three bands that were their biggest influence because they came up with classic rock. Yes. Kiss, Kiss, Aerosmith and also Cheap Trick. Yeah. And people went, huh? You know, the hipster Cognoscenti who tried to decipher what Eddie Vedder was mumbling went. It's not cool to like those bands. Well, fuck yeah, it is. Those <laughs> first three Kiss albums are amazing. This is what you know. This is what all these people came up with. Yeah. You know, as well as the bad company and Led Zeppelin or whoever. But you know, so it opened up a lot of eyes to people because previously so many of those bands were ah oh, they were just 80s hair bands or they were this or that. And Van Halen was also kind of in that company to a degree. But Van Halen, in my mind, was such was such an untouchable degree of of uh, musical genius with Eddie, it was, you know, Stone Gossard was gonna be much more influenced by Ace Freely or Rick Nielsen or Joe Perry or whoever, than he ever would have been with Eddie Van Halen. Cause for every guy who could do eruption, there was so many guys who were just like, fuck, I, I can't, what? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, What what's the easy
1: song to learn? Okay, I'll learn dance the night
0: away. Okay. Or Or you, their version of, you really got me, amped up, yeah. more energetic, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah.
1: So I, I look at it and I go, so, so Dave's not fo- following the playbook of the classic rock peers. He's not following the playbook of, of hip hop, because if you look at how hip hop artists of today... It's they collaborate with a lot of other artists. In other words, they seem to do more singles and between album tracks and mixtape tracks and all that than they do studio recordings. And then they parlay the album uh, success into the fashion line and the spirit and all that. Basically, the Sammy Hagar way of doing things. He's not doing that. He's not doing the EDM thing, which is more about like virtual worlds. I guess you could say that the Roth Project comic. Was a start at that, but I think he takes the first step towards all these things. It goes, nah, I'm bored. I'm, nah, that's okay. So, where I'm going with that, and is I, you
0: know, in a way, I kind of dig that. I guess, from a musical I, standpoint, well, I know I dig the fact that he has so many varied interests and wants to do all these different things, which is great. I just wish some more attention would be paid, or better attention would be paid, I guess, and some more discipline to. The whatever the musical the released musical output is going to be and strategy and because we know there's so much stuff out there we know Dave's recording all time that that Van Halen podcast with the with the insider uh, said Dave's got so much recorded stuff.
1: Yes, well, if I can piggyback like combining two topics here, Ray Luzier, Luzier, however you want to say
0: Luzier, it. sure, he,
1: he says Luzier, but if drummer he- extra- drummer extraordinaire. If you Ray you that rhymes? yo from New Orleans, you'd probably go, it's Louisier. Right. Uh, <laughs> whatever it is, he, he was in Dave's band for eight years. He left on his own accord in 2005. He was on the DLR band album, the Diamond Dave album, No Holds Barbecue. He was a man about town. And there was an interview where they he said that he was telling Dave, hey, we should play some of your solo stuff. And Dave said to him at that time, no one wants to hear that. What I'm getting at is Dave does not know what his fan base is craving. And you have to wonder, is that because he's not listening or is it because he knows best? Because he knew best in 1985 and he knew best in 1988 and therefore he thinks he knows best. Because the fans of now, I would say there's kind of three camps of David Lee Roth fans. Tell me if I'm wrong about this. There's the diehards who want to hear every single thing he ever did. And that's about 5% of the fan base. There's about hmm, like 75% of the people who want to hear the hits and they're not necessarily the vocal people. And then there's the 20% of the people who go like, well, I liked him with Van Halen and that's
0: I suppose you could quibble over the percentages, but to a degree you're right. And I think it's the problem that every classic band has. I mean, I was reading a big interview in classic rock or rock candy with Joe Elliott at Def Leppard. And that um that their most recent album, which I have not been able to stop listening to for the better part of the summer, yeah. um, Diamond Star Halos is fantastic. Proving again that that classic rockers can still make good music yeah. and it bumps me out we'll put out good new original music it bumps me out when they don't but he said listen and i'm paraphrasing but basically it's like if we played and and he was kind of he was kind of poo-pooing the bands that have have tried this if we played five or six songs from diamond star halos during the stadium you know we'd have half the people leaving people would be pissed off there's a there's a you have to you have to run what brought you to the dance man you get what i'm saying i mean there's no way dave could could do seven or eight um uh solo songs in say a 16 song set right or whatever 15 whatever it might be whether he's opening for kiss or whether or not he's doing a full thing but that's why i so applauded him when he when all of a sudden when he did big train yeah from i mean what i mean if you i would have bet everything that oh my god we'll be lucky if we hear just a gigolo and well that's and california girls that's probably gonna be it from his solo stuff when he's
1: opening for kiss right, right? it wasn't but think, the case and he, but, i think he did four or five solo songs in general but not eight not two right right so i think okay. what i'm
0: getting at is that there is there is some sort you know as far as when it's playing live as far as giving the people what do they want what do they want 75 eh, percent of those people out there want want the hits with the Van Halen hits, especially. So, I mean, I go back to the, with the Sammy tour. I mean, those were Dave fans that were there. If you put five or six, seven, you, if, you, if you made half and half, and this is 2002, if you did half and half solo, half Van Halen, I don't think anybody would have complained.
1: Right. I think that those Sammy's
0: doing that was at the time.
1: Yeah. Sammy has become more Van Halen over the years with his live show. I think on that O2 tour, it was half and half, whereas Dave was like 90% Van Halen. And then each tour, he would drop one or two more Van Halen deep cuts and then go a little more solo. Like he, I don't think that he was doing California Girls on the O2 tour. He was doing Yankee Rose, and I don't think he was doing just like Paradise.
0: I'm pretty sure you're right on that.
1: Yeah, so you, you fast forward a couple of years, I remember when I saw him actually no the next year in oh three he did going crazy, Yankee Rose, Just Like Paradise, Just the Gigolo, that's four. I think he did four or five solo track. Oh "Shoebop," if you want to call that a solo track. Well, he he changes over time, but I don't know like we never question intellect. We never question the talent. We just are questioning the judgment and whether or not he's listening to anybody. And I don't think the I don't think he's listening to anybody. So he's in such a crazy vacuum that goes, you know, the best way to address this, hmm, is it performing at the Taylor Hawkins concert that they would definitely have me perform at because they performed live with the Foo Fighters in 2015? And I was definitely invited to do that. No. The best idea would be to counter blast this. With a studio re-record of a Van Halen song.
0: <laughs> Insane. It's odd because I'm the, I'm the same person as say silence can sometimes be golden and a great marketing campaign, but part of a good marketing campaign, right? But at the same time, doing weird stuff like this, you know, we're asking for music and we're asking for statements and then we get this. You know what bugged me also about the statement is that it had to mention it's all live and it's Van Halen free. Yes.
1: That, that bugged bothers, the shit out of me. That bothers me so much because I, I thought, hey, thinking of you, Ed, w- wait, which one is it? I we, mean, first, me th- and Alex talk like we laugh like pirates every day on the phone. First off,
0: you could you I get it. If it's David Lee Roth doing a cover, If it, no one's going to mistake it for Van Halen unless you say it's 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 a Van Halen song. Dave. But if you say David Lee Roth released a new version of right and. And I, you can easily reword the statement from major major dojo. It's all, it's all live and 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 feature. All you need to say it's 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 all Dave, all live with Alistrada guitar, Ryan Willibet that Van. You don't have to say it's Van and free. And then they they list the names of who are on the song in the statement. You get what I'm saying? You, didn't, you just didn't have to say that. And maybe maybe someone went. I I doubt this, but the only reason why I could think you say this like. Ah, well for SEO purposes you know what you get van Halen in there that's that's a keyword you, that that could help drive some clicks but
1: that's never that's not their freaking yeah you know what I'm saying I don't think that's yeah. their goal anyway the only alternate theory as to why this came out that I can come up with which a lot of artists of Dave generation have done this is the only alternate thing and I I will dispute why i'll'll I'll unprove my theory in in the same sentence The only thing that I can think of is he re-recorded the Van Halen catalog for film and TV and video game pitching purposes. Like, hey, we want Van Halen. We've got we've got 150K. Oh, that's not going to cut it. But I'll tell you what, I got mine for 80K. That happened with Squeeze. That happened with ELO. So many classic artists have re-recorded their catalog as a way of going, well, the next time you want it. Buy our version instead. Yeah,
0: so Kiss, did the, Kiss did the re-recorded classics. The second yeah. disc for the Sonic Boom record.
1: I've heard yeah. rumors that there's that there's Queen re-records. I don't know how possible that is, but a lot of your favorite artists have sound-alike versions of their hits that they own that they did on their own dime, and usually you can tell it because, like, in the movie The Wrestler, like you hear Rat in the background, and that's those are Stephen Pearcy re-records as opposed to Rat. Is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah, you you could kind of tell because the vocals will be a little bit fuzzy or the mix will be. But it's like to the average ear, like, oh, cool, Rat. Well, and for a 30 second bit in a movie, I get it. Sure. So there's a chance that Dave did it for this reason, because Van Halen has turned down a lot of things over the years. They I'm going to guess they this is just guessing. They've probably said yes to 10 percent of the things that they've been offered. It's like uh, not enough money. Pass.
0: Or they don't. Rep- or they don't even reply at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was there was a suit in Guns and Roses where they wanted to use Welcome to the Jungle. It was either Paradise City or Welcome to the Jungle for a million bucks for the movie Old School, and Axel turned it down. And other members of the band sued Axel. and I think that kind of bled into the reunion of like, um, you're not going to screw up our money here. We're united against you. And sometimes you'll see like that happen with the Misfits where Jerry and Glenn were suing each other, and part of the settlement was, you have to do Misfits reunion gigs. That sounds like a Seinfeld preference. Uh, Seinfeld right? Miss, rather. <laughs> uh, by me suing you, we have to work together. There's a chance that that's what this is, but I have a feeling that Van Halen would throw that venom back at them and be like, we're not going to prove it if it's the re-record. You. It's always fun and easy to speculate. It, but you know what? I, I think I'm right on this one. I, you, you got to you get, you can drop the niceness and go. No, you're right. No, no, none
0: of this doesn't make sense. Sense. These all are po- it's all possibilities, right? With it for for lack of any other any other info or knowledge. Uh, with, but, you know, I mean, even before I read the announcement on Van Halen news desk when I saw like a, a you know, clip of it or saw yeah. a couple of links, or whatever, I'm like. Oh shit, they actually put they actually those words with a the, relief, there's sent there's a sentence or two around this.
1: <laughs> wow, all right, that's a victory. And unfortunately for me, like this overshadows how amazing Wolfgang was. How watching him and Justin Hawkins do Van Halen in an original, yet like they're not trying to be Van Halen, yet it comes across as a tribute and fun and authentic. To me, this overshadows, uh, overshadows. It's a dark cloud over the David Lee Roth legacy.
0: I think it only overshadows. Yeah, I mean, only overshadows a little bit. I think for us hardcore fans. I mean, when I look I, that Wolfgang performance. I mean, the Wolfgang was there because Taylor loved Van Halen. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming they knew each other. Nobody had a bad word to say about Taylor, and it, you could just tell the joy in performing those songs up there. It, it, it just really showed through.
1: The only way I'm going to eat my words on all this uh, ways, one is uh, getting a cease and desist from the David Lee Roth uh, organization, which isn't going to happen because he doesn't talk to anyone, apparently. The other one is the Taylor Hawkins show that's going to be in L.A. at the Forum, which is a much smaller show. Maybe we do see Dave on that one and he just didn't want to travel overseas. Maybe Maybe his team didn't do his passport on time. Is that <laughs> possibility, Steve? They
0: forgot. I think he. I think. No. I'll tell you right now. There's one thing you can rely on: the fact that that guy's passport never expires. Him being a world traveler, he gets that done. I guarantee it. He's his all. MT
1: license expired.
0: Well, but he didn't want to be an EMT anymore. Uh, his. If he goes, oh, I'm not gonna travel anymore because of COVID or whatever. The guy just got back from Mexico, so it is up to. It's got. To, I'm telling you, it's up to date.
1: I, OK, let me say it this way. Some of his business registrations, not just the trademarks, have expired. <laughs> There's a lot of lapsing going on in David Lee Rothland. So there, there could always be the I don't feel like getting an emergency passport. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll do the L.A. show. Yeah. <laughs> well, conspiracy theory, Darren over here, uh, he, you know, his mind has been pretty occupied, but I. Uh, the, the the other update is uh, Sammy Hagar that interview offer that keeps getting rescinded and reoffered. The I, ongoing saga of the Sammy. Interview. It got two more times uh, since that podcast was taped, and I finally said, "Well, I can email questions. How many?" And they said between six and ten. So I sent, I think nine questions over, and they didn't say okay received. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another week or so, to see if the Q and A with Sammy is happening. <laughs>
0: Well, if if there's a Q&A, well, if there's an email Q&A, you'll read it here on the DLR cast.
1: <laughs> I, I'm if I were a betting man, I would bet he answers the first four questions and skips the last four to five.
0: Are the last four to five Van Halen related?
1: They are, but positive Van Halen related, except for one of them, which asks if a particular rumor or two is true re- related to his O2 tour.
0: Hmm. OK, <laughs> on that we'll leave it at that.
1: So that's uh, that's the Dave recap. That's the Wolfgang recap. That's kind of the me and Sammy saga recap. Um, we oh we got a an accidental shout out on the Unchained podcast, by the way. Oh, nice. A I was tipped off this by our former guest, Gary from Boston. Yes. And he said, hey, did you hear you were mentioned on there? I went, nope. Tune into one minute. Uh, I'm sorry, one hour nine minutes in. When some listener of theirs, Midwestern Ronnie, Midwestern something like that, he asks this whole question about the Deep Third episode. And one of his questions is, "And do you guys listen to the DLR cast?" And they skip that part of the question. Uh, 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 so.
0: All right. Well, and you know what? On that, I got must. I am totally. Uh, I've been totally neglectful. I have a meaning shout out to Gary for sending me two awesome CDs after his appearance here I got him now. She's about two months a month ago at least and I've neglected to send him an email via Facebook But he sent me a really cool CD the world gone crazy on the road of New England's premier comedy band of which Gary is a member of And then he sent me this wild van halen sort of rarities thing the trouble would never 1985 and it's got ripley going crazy best of both worlds, california girls uh, Me Wise Magic. It's got a bunch of. It's it's cool. I don't know where he got this stuff. That Van Allen. Uh, It's 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 good stuff. So thank you, Gary.
1: Gary knows. I say Gary from Boston, like the WFAM, like Gary from Boston. You're on <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, I red think, with yeah. Gary from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I think. We're in the same predicament that we've been in previous episodes where it's like we don't know if something big is going to come tomorrow or never or in a month. And it's uh, interesting and exciting and frustrating all at the same time.
0: All right. Let's put it down here. Um, Call it a bet. Call it what you will. Just prediction. I don't even want to try to predict when it might happen. But what do you think the next piece of music released from Dave's going to be it's going to be is it going to be something from uh the john five sessions or do you think it'll be another one from may 22 the henson recording studio session uh, another van halen cover with his with his current band
1: i'm i'm gonna say the opposite i'm gonna say we don't get anything within the next two months unless wolfgang uh appears at the L.A. show and and Dave doesn't
0: I wonder I that's what's interesting about that. I wonder who I mean, certainly like Liam Gallagher showed up, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, so there was clearly I'm wondering if there'll be any overlap of some of the artists that were on the Wembley one. When is the L.A. one?
1: That let let me Google that. I, I should know that offhand. Taylor Hawkins, L.A. concert 2022. September 27th, so that is three weeks-ish from now at the Kia Forum in Inglewood. That's the, that, that is the forum, the, like the really small one where Dave Grohl did the birthday concert, right? Right. Wow, I'm, I'm so surprised they'd be doing a small concert like that, unless it's like a sweetheart renting deal or because it's Irving Azoff and his team working on that venue that it's like, yeah, film whatever you want here. Whereas the Staples Center would be like, no, nope, can't film it. Like, isn't that such a small venue for all these legends?
0: Perhaps. I mean, can they can they fill the um, whatever the Enormo Dome is where the Rams play now?
1: <laughs> yes, they probably yeah. probably. If they filmed filled what film lambley yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's always the old music industry trick of you push the stage up. And then you tarp all the areas behind the stage into the side of the stage. And then you tarp this one out of view. They could do that. I think that the Foo Fighters are like the biggest classic rock band in the world. Like when I say classic rock band, it's like Roger Waters level in terms of the number of tickets that they can sell. It's just a different audience and a different like promotional plan. Hmm. Roger Waters sells a lot of tickets It's kind of off the radar Like if Roger Waters does Madison Square Garden That's an underplay He could sell a lot more tickets than that It's just you don't really realize Like Pink Floyd is one of those bands Where people who don't really like music or concerts Love Pink Floyd and Roger Waters So he could sell out stadiums Everywhere and he could do two nights And you just don't know Because you don't have any friends who are Roger Waters fans
0: (laughs) No, I do not.
1: <laughs> but when I was like walking around Madison Square Garden last week, and then there was the Roger Waters concert, and you saw the number of Pink Floyd t-shirts walking at you, you go, "Oh, there are a lot of these fans out there." Cool. You know, Harry Styles, I think has fifteen gigs at Madison Square Garden. Please tell me that's not on your radar.
0: Uh, it's not uh, being in the Midwest here. I'll tell you what is on my radar, though, is the fact that is Billy or, or is Billy Joel still doing his once a month? Yeah. Fly and take the helicopter from Montauk into New York and do a gig <laughs> at Madison Square Garden once a month.
1: Yeah. Usually with a special guest. Uh, in right. show.
0: doing an encore. Right. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So there's there's a lot of stuff happening in the touring industry. And I also think it's foolish of Dave in this era, unless he's very sick, which he's never said in any way that he's sick. It's always the outsiders. He really is missing out in not trying to be part of the conversation as a live performing artist. And there's so many things that he could be doing. He doesn't have to do a 90-minute show. He could be a special guest that does three songs every night on a tour. The way that Guns N' Roses would bring out Izzy Stradlin to do two, three songs every night in the middle of their Enormo Dome stadium tour. Dave could be doing something if he wanted to be doing it. He could be recording for a major label album. He could be doing box sets. He could be putting out reissues, but instead.
0: Uh, he wants to do other things and God bless him.
1: Other things. And I hope he pops up for the Taylor Hawkins tribute show.
0: Hmm. I mean, certainly at that I've, I've watched that girl birthday video all the time. And the crowd went ape shit. You could tell yep. the band absolutely, Taylor, everybody was just like sitting there, mouse agog and big smiles on their face with Dave up there. And he sounded great when they, and they did Panama. Yeah. And uh, it, it certainly, may, certainly would make sense to, I don't think he'll be up there.
1: Oh, I would say 50-50 shot that he's doing this because. He saw Wolfgang on that and goes, I I am Van Halen. You remember that quote from that?
0: Yes. Another cringeworthy moment. Wouldn't it be cool? And I don't think this happens at all, but I'll be more than willing and happy to give a public mea culpa once again, how cool would it be if Dave and Wolfgang were up there and they were doing Van Halen in LA at the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, that would be the best of everything and smiles all around and, and no, no bullshit. And Dave Grohl's playing bass, and it's just killer. I don't think it's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen now. After you just drop Panama on this with saying Van Halen free in the section in the in the in the in the in the public statement. Uh, uh, but how doesn't that make perfect sense? You did Panama there before. Yeah, Grohl and company loves you. Taylor loved loved you, loves loved you, and and Van Halen.
1: I think that Wolfie is yet another example. Of the offspring of the rock legend being as good as, I'm not going to say it better than, but as good as the parent that that spawned them. And we see that in Cheap Trick where Rick Nielsen's kid is, Dax
0: is as a, good. Sturdy-ass drummer and Robin's son. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I think... I, it's interesting to note that nobody's nobody's speculating or wondering if Wolfie's going to get up there or if Sammy's going to get up there to do Why Can't This Be Love or Pound Cake at a Taylor <laughs> Hawkins tribute concert.
1: Well, have you seen that video with with the Taylor Hawkins con it, It's an outdoor festival from somewhere in an LA beach town and it's a whole set of of Taylor Hawkins singing lead with Josh Freese and a couple of the people from the Coattail Riders. It's an all pre nineteen eighty five Van Halen set with Taylor Hawkins singing.
0: Yeah, and you just remind me. I I have one of the Coattail Riders albums, and he had his classic rock bona fides. I mean, he, he It's a fun record, and he was he can he could sing. There's a great uh, on Letterman several years ago. Uh, Foo Fighters were on. Yes, and Rick Nielsen played guitar. And they did stiff competition and Taylor Hawkins sung lead and wore the classic white suit that Xander wore back in the 70s. And they did stiff competition from Cheap Trick's third album, Heaven Tonight, which was that was that was like, what? How cool is that? I mean, the majority of that audience went, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But uh, the vocal minority went, this is amazing. And they're paying homage and they love it. Maybe Sammy gets up there and does I Can't Drive 55. Maybe Taylor loved that song. Wouldn't surprise me if he did. Millions do.
1: I think that kudos really, really go to Grohl and team for producing what, I, what may have been the best, my words, not yours, may have been the best tribute concert of all time, or at least on par with the Freddie Mercury one, in that you got a Beatle up there. You got a member of Led Zeppelin. You got Queen. You got Liam Gallagher. Yet Kesha, you know, (laughs) Wolfgang, you did get some younger people and some modern radio people besides the classic rock gods, besides the peers of the Foo Fighters. It was such uniting, positive, wonderful, multi-generational occasion. We still don't know what's going to come from L.A. I think Gene Simmons is on that. That'll be interesting to see what happens in that one.
0: Do you do just Gene? Because, again, I go back to the fact that on Dave's birthday party, they did, was it Detroit Rock City? When Paul came up there, and wouldn't it be great if Paul and Gene were both up there?
1: Never say never on that end, but maybe Paul and Gene don't want to be next to each other. I, they Have to be.
0: I don't know. I mean, I you know, I saw a fun. There was a a couple of weeks back. There was a documentary. Documented. There was a, a really cool thing making the rounds from Australia. Sixty Minutes. Yeah. Because they were just down there, and they're a happy bunch in their luxury jet. And Gene and Paul were were intermingling with each other and laughing. They were together on the jet, and it just seemed natural. I I really believe that those two. I mean. I don't uh I don't think it's a I don't think it's a thing where they're not talking to each other all week or every day before the show do you know what I mean it just seems to me that these they don't
1: hate each other yeah they do uh there's a ah. clip to find I think it's 1993 okay it's,
0: but that was 93 I know what clip you're talking about I'm talking about right now today when the end on, is
1: coming will you stop cutting me down will yes you stop
0: cutting I get it. And no, and that's yes. And back then, yes. But I'm saying right now today, yeah. I'm just saying there's some there's some harmony there. You know what I'm saying? There there's there's a United Front yeah. and um, you know, they're not doing co interviews together anymore, but they haven't in a long time. But
1: have I've, you seen the clips of their kiss is sound checking. I got to cut you off. They're doing their, you know, you have to pay this much to watch them sound check or this much to watch them play acoustic backs.
0: And Gene shows up in the hotel bathrobe. That one?
1: Oh, that's another goodie. The <laughs> Gene reprimanding Paul in front of the audience save your voice.
0: I did not see that one.
1: Oh, yeah, because Paul start. he's doing the window washing. Up. For those not seeing video, the, the uh, where you like, <laughs> the Christina Aguilera that, and she's shave her voice and he reprimands them a number of times. Like there's a super cut of that that you oh, can boy. See, it's See, I
0: stay, I try to stay away from those cr- cringeworthy moments. There's enough negativity in the world. I uh, Call me the happy-go-lucky positive guy, you know, we'll be the yin and yang of the podcast here. Uh,
1: I'll, I'll take that any day. That's fine. But I think that We have a uniting rock and roll thing. And if there's anybody who could have gotten Gene, I'm sorry, why say Gene, Eddie and Dave back together again, I think it would have been Dave Grohl based on that Led Zeppelin reunion that he got to happen at that Wembley show in 2012, 2013. Do you remember that encore where John Paul Jones, Jimmy Page come on and then Taylor and Dave doing rock and roll? I think that, Grohl is one of the last uniting people in rock, regardless of how much you love the Foo Fighters catalog. And we may see some interesting things at this LA show. Here's hoping. I don't think we'll see a Pink Floyd reunion. I think that ship has sailed. No,
0: I mean, that's the equivalent of to, to paraphrase a pun here given roger waters political stance that's like uniting the palestinians and the israelis for
1: god's sake so well, uh,
0: gilmore and waters that's not gonna happen
1: that happened at the live eight concert that bob Geldof did in like oh four oh five right right and then they came out and they said all of our royalties go to charity and then i don't think they could talk ever again and you know forever the difficulties there but I really think that if anybody could get Wolfgang and Dave on the same stage or Alex and Dave on the same stage, it is Grohl. There's nobody else I see. No. Do it.
0: He's the great equalizer and the, the great, uh, you know what word I'm looking for. I'm losing words.
1: You're losing words because I've just blinded you with science. But, uh yeah. Uh, I I really do hope that we get positive news in some form soon, and that positive news is not Dave singing a Van Halen song that he recorded in May.
0: (laughs) And on that note, if there is, we'll report it within a week's time.
1: (laughs) We will. So thank you for bearing with the conspiracy theories, and thank you to Steve for for working on labor day oh please <laughs> and thanks to wolfgang for making us believe in rock
0: yes here here